Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Isaac in Sri Lanka podcast through the eyes of a trendsetter, season two. Uh, proud production of the National Showcasing Team. I have to give them a shout out as always. And today, um, the topic that we're going to discuss is purpose fuels passion. Uh, let me tell that again: purpose fuels passion. So, if you have purpose, it internally fuels uh, your passion to achieve something. And today, uh, I've, I'm joined by someone uh, who is actually who has set the bar. Uh, for Sri Lankan sportsmen, uh, for Asian sportsmen globally, uh, he is none other than Mr. Shahan Amevitia, who's the fastest man in South Asia. Uh, South Asian Games 2010, he's a gold medalist for 100 meters, a Commonwealth Ga- Youth Games gold medalist, and the first ever Sri Lankan uh, to be a finalist in a World Junior Athletics Competition 2018. Uh, so, Mr. Shihan, welcome. Uh, the fastest uh, man in South Asia in the fastest growing podcast in Isaac Sri Lanka. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting. All right. Wonderful. So, it's such a privilege and uh, such a pleasure to have you here on board with us uh, in this wonderful discussion. Um, so, as we go, we, um, we are, we're looking forward to like, discover some things about you and also to just drive an interesting conversation so that the young people uh, listening to this find it very interesting and also get a glimpse of what you're doing and how the journey of uh, becoming the fastest man in Southeast Asia has become. <laughs> All right. Um, so to begin the conversation, I would like to know, uh, how was your childhood like? So what are the kind of things you did in school and just how did that whole process of growing up turn out? Yeah, uh, my first school was Prisons College. And um, I must say that uh, I used to be a very lazy student uh, who was sitting in a corner of a class and was just focusing only on the studies. Uh, I didn't have friends. Uh, I didn't uh, socialize with anyone. So I used to be a very weird student, I must say. Uh, but you know, with sports, things changed. And then uh, I was offer- offered uh, a scholarship uh, to join with Gateway College. So I went to schools, star- started with President's College, then to Gateway College. When it comes to uh, interesting things, uh, I think uh, there weren't much interesting things uh, when I was schooling. Uh, it was just, as I said, um, I used to be very different uh, student uh, back then in school. So how, how was it like? I mean, uh, so you went to Gateway Rajagiri or the Hivala? Uh, Rajagiri. Oh, Rajagiri. So my little brother also went there. Um, so how was it like, uh, uh, trans- Like I, I mean, like how was it like, because normally uh, what happens is when, a, when you do a lot of sports and the way you're doing sports, uh, students normally um, like end up missing a lot of classes. So how was that for you? Like, how did you uh, manage that part as well in school? Yeah, uh, simply uh, now uh, when I was in President's College, I used train only uh, once per day. But then when I joined with Gateway College, uh, I uh, changed my coach also. My first coach was uh, Mr. Nandan, then I met Mr. Sunil Gunadan. So I had to train two times a day. So every morning we had training from uh, 6, uh, 6 to 8, 39. So when we go to school, uh, it's around 9, 30, 10. So we always get late to go to school. Uh, sort of, we always miss the first two uh, periods. So we were sort of happy because we are at least missing uh, two periods. But then again, uh, we had to cover that uh, two periods again uh, in the evening. So that was sort of uh, 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 something that was arranged by our school. So yes, we missed two periods in, this, uh, in, in the morning, but still we had to do it uh, in the evening, which was more difficult, you know, uh, like when it comes to the evening, it's very difficult for you to concentrate after your training also. Very true. So, Shia, how was it like, like, um, I don't know, I, like the question that I have is that what, 
point in your school life uh, you felt that okay this is what i wanted to do for the rest of my life like sports was that thing because when we are in school we think okay i want to be a doctor i want to be an engineer like <clears throat> that is the asian complex like that's what happens at home as well so how did you decide like okay at what point did you come like to that understanding okay this is what i want to do for the rest of my life yeah uh, i think uh, i was fortunate because my parents uh, they never forced me to become an engineer or a doctor what they always told me is follow what you want to do uh, then you'll be happy and then i must say that uh, when it comes to sports uh, it was a coincidence that i uh, you know uh, came to sports uh, my first school was presence college as i said so i was a lazy student sitting in a corner of a class but one day my life changed uh, that was the day uh, the prefects uh, they came to our class and they were forcing us to go to the grounds and participate for the fairs of uh, sports meet so i went to the grounds i never knew that i'm good at sports so i ran and uh, i won the fairs i was number 1 in 100 meters then i went to the sports meet there also i won the 100 meters and 200 meters then i was selected for the uh, circuit meets i went for the circuit meets again i was number 1 so on a, again number 1 then western province again i was actually, i was actually third and uh, i was out of the competition so uh, that day i realized uh, okay i have a talent of running fast so that was the day that i realized um uh, i have i have this talent in sports uh, what i always believe is that um, there's this uh, instant that change your life uh, something i always believe is that uh, there are 7 billion people people in the world and they are gifted with a unique talent so it's a matter of identifying it and then you know invest uh, on it and you know develop your uh, talent so i was able to uh, identify my unique talent of running fast when i was 13 thanks to that uh, prefect of my school because he forced me to go to the grounds so um, that's how i started my uh, athletic career and um, that's how i discovered uh, my unique talent so the people who are watching if you want to discover your unique talent you got to try you got to try different things and uh, then you might fail but there comes a time that you identify what you are good at in your life mm-hmm. yes very true very, uh, very true i i also like believe that uh for young people at that age like i mean for you also to i mean the great thing is you had support your parents who guided you through the process and who told you like it's fine shehan you can do, do this but uh, a lot of the times so this is a very important thing like right now having that support and having that strength to, to go ahead and do that journey now interestingly shehan you're the, the only sri lankan to win three gold medals at, at the commonwealth games and uh, that is a, a, a truly an incredible feat i don't know probably you get 50 people every day staying this to you but i'm going to mention it again so that's such a wonderful thing and as a sri lankan like we we feel proud when we like uh, hear those conversations as well so but the, the the that's the beautiful part of it i always believe the ugly part of the journey is the part where you have to work hard to uh, go to that specific place um so can you share maybe your interesting journey like how you ascended to the national uh, like the how you came into the national picture and then how you went to the commonwealth games from there like what maybe maybe it was your coach guiding you how was that process for you yeah uh, so now as i said uh, when i was uh, 13 years of age only i was selected for the uh, to represent my school presidents college but mm-hmm. uh, when i was 15 i broke uh, sri lankan uh, junior under 15 record there i met uh, my coach uh, mr sunil bunwardana and uh, he said uh, if you want if you want to win uh, just the national competitions you can uh, keep on training with the coach uh, you are training now but if you want to win international events you can come and join with me 
So I was uh, presented with an opportunity and I thought this is a great opportunity for me to join with him and you know uh, discover uh, the potentials I have. So I joined with him when I was 16 and uh, then by 17 uh, he trained me like uh, really tough you know every morning and evening I had to go training morning sessions were very tough and then I go to school then in the evening I go back again to gym and you know to grounds and it was very tough training just to run 10 seconds just believe me I had to work a lot just to run 10 seconds so um, yes. then uh, likewise then I was participated first uh, in the uh, junior South Asian Athletics Championship there I won three gold medals and I became the fastest junior athlete in South Asia. And then uh, I was qualified for the Asian junior championships. I went there and I won the silver medal and became the second fastest junior athlete in Asia. Then I was uh, qualified for the uh, Commonwealth Youth Games, uh, the competition we are talking about. Uh, there I was able to win three gold medals. And to date, I'm the only one uh, uh, to win a, a gold medal in Commonwealth Youth Games. And uh, I won three gold, uh, gold medals. And then I was qualified for the World Junior Athletics Championship. Okay. There, uh, I became the seventh fastest junior athlete in the world. So uh, that's how I finished my junior athletic career. And then I was progressed to the senior level. In senior level, uh, I could become the fastest man in South Asia and sixth fastest man in Asia. So that's how I progressed uh, throughout the career. But in order to, as I said, in order to run that 10 seconds, I had to, you know, uh, invest a lot of time and effort uh, to win all those uh, medals to, for our country. Jan, I have a very interesting question. So now I think I, I watched a documentary of uh, Usain Bolt as well. And one time he mentioned th this very interesting story that he had to work his entire life to just run those 9.8 seconds. Uh, so uh, for the same question in the sense, what I want to ask is now in that journey, were there moments like where you like actually were like, okay, I can't do this. Were, were there those moments where you like actually fell down and be like, okay, I can't go now, but then you had to find your motivation again. Uh, so maybe talk to me about one of those incidents. Yeah, I think uh, my journey was full of challenges, you know, uh, uh, like Sri Lankan track and field being uh, the sport uh, which brings uh, the highest number of medals every year uh, to our country. We do not get any support from any authority. So it's all about us. Uh, it's all about the support you're getting from your parents. So it's very challenging when it comes to financially and everything. And then when it comes to infrastructure, you do not have uh, enough uh, synthetic tracks here in Sri Lanka to train. You don't have equipment. So it's, it's very challenging. But what I always believe is that uh, when you set up a goal, no matter how many challenges you have, you always drive towards it. So I was actually uh, with a goal. I wanted to become uh, the fastest man in Sri Lanka. So I didn't care about the challenges. I was kept on going. And meanwhile, you know, in uh, we, we trained for around six months. And uh, one day you get an injury and then you're out of the competition. So uh, like six months of your workload is, you know, it's thrown away because of an injury. So at that time, you have no one in your life. It's just your parents and your coach. No one is there to help you. So it's very challenging and very difficult. But what I always believe is that as long as you have the willpower, as long as you think I want to do this, you'll definitely uh, do it. Yeah, truly wonderful. And uh, what I want to know, you know the, this question goes like this, yeah. Uh, so one thing that we, when I watch a lot of sport documentaries and so many things about athletes is they say that sports really is a discipline. It's a way of life. It gives you that a lot of mental strength and it also gives you a lot of things uh, to reflect about. 
so I, I want to know like how did sports and how did running essentially help you to discover your strengths and your weaknesses also uh, and how how while you were going in the journey you were able to take some of that into your personal life and build yourself as an individual also through that yeah um like i uh, started uh, this you know story uh, i i think i told you i, I used to be a very lazy student uh, who uh, doesn't have any leadership qualities who doesn't talk to people who didn't have friends but thanks to sports uh, i was able to discover different talents in me i could become a leader i was able to uh, uh, lead uh, our relay team uh, for about 6 years with that also i was able to do you know uh, different things so uh, i think sports taught me the disciplines to live uh, the life in a perfect way uh, i think athletes are very lucky you know uh, we uh, sleep uh, uh, like around 8 hours a day and uh, we eat good food we can't eat uh, oily food some you know junk food and stuff and uh, uh, when it comes to my 16 years of athletic career i haven't tried any fizzy drinks so uh, that discipline should be there uh, because you have you you are dealing with you know milliseconds uh you know running from 10.30 seconds to 10.20 seconds is a it's a tough game you know so uh, i think sports taught me how to stay disciplined and then it taught me leadership uh, skills and qualities uh, i think it made me who i am today it uh, did a uh, 360 change in me so i always say that uh, students in our schools also should get involved in sports uh, they will learn a lot through sports indeed indeed i i mean like uh, clearly like that um, the the amount of great things that happened into your life out of sports and you talking about those is, is truly wonderful and uh, from that wants me to like ask this next the next question that's bringing me to this next question like uh, i just want to know like if it wasn't for sports what would you think you would be doing in your life right now uh it's a tough question <laughs> because i was good at uh, you know studies um so i might be you know uh, study well and then who knows uh, it's it's actually a very tough uh, question to ask answer you know um i honestly don't know where i'll uh, be you know uh, being a very lazy uh, person um that's why i i i would uh, have to thank uh, uh, the sport which changed me at 360 you know it's a, i think it's a 360 change in my life yes indeed indeed and uh, now shyam like coming into the serious questions like now i think a lot of the times we especially as young people we see the news and we see uh, how people are talking about the education system about how it's promoting young people to uh, build their sports acumen and also you mentioned in your uh, earlier in your life you had the challenges we didn't have facilities um so do you think that the current system is helping us to uh, encourage young people uh, to pursue their uh, like uh, capabilities in that in that in, in that uh, field or should like should there be any significant significant improvements according to you yeah uh, when it comes to education system uh, i do not agree with some things you know uh, i think it's all about uh, obtaining a certificate rather than gaining knowledge uh you know now uh, there are a lot of them uh, joins with universities that is just to get your degree certificate and then they do uh, mba that is again to you know gain a certificate because there's a competition uh, uh of gaining certificates day by day now uh, earlier if you if you if you if you have a degree qualification you're sort of you know uh, well positioned in in the corporate world 
but now having a degree is not enough you have to have an mba so later you will have to have a phd so i think it's it's all about uh, obtaining a certificate rather than getting knowledge um, but i always believe that uh, if you do a degree gain knowledge um, it's not about copy uh, in what, what's in your tutes and paste it in your question paper it's about getting knowledge putting it your putting it in your head and also putting them into practices now uh, i finish my degree as well as mba but when it comes to the corporate world we do not use theories uh, you know uh, that's how it happens let's say you learn four p's in uh, marketing but uh, when when it comes to uh, you know when when you uh, do a, a product uh, it just happens it's all, not always about you know applying theory so i always believe that you should gain uh, knowledge rather than uh, trying to obtain a certification and uh, what was the other question that you were asking um the the system how do you think it's like uh, getting better like compared to where it was when you started at least um yeah uh, now when it comes to sports it's a different story uh, now if you compare uh, the education system in us or you know the developed countries almost all the athletes they have degrees but here in sri lanka if you uh, you know sort of uh, qualify for the uh, sri lankan universities you can't continue with sports you have to give up sports but in us or somewhere you can balance uh, both the sports and uh, uh, your studies so i think there got to be a system where the athletes should also be able to balance both the sports and studies um, but that also depends you know uh, in in nowadays uh, most of the athletes they don't want to you know sort of uh, do their education they are focusing 100% on the sports so i think the system as well as the uh, the perception of the students or the athletes should also change and i think now itself but uh, I, what i feel is like right now we are seeing a lot of uh, good sportsmen also like trying to come out of the country like recently you uh, ivanabe kon uh, well, did fen- a phenomenal job and did you have a conversation with him did you yes, uh, talk to him yes i talked to him a few days ago uh because now he he holds the uh, uh, south asian games record so he is you know a very good uh, young prospect that uh, we look forward into in in the future and also yes. we have another athlete uh, called ushan tiwanka who is also doing really well in high jump he's also training in usa so we do have very potential really good athletes uh, all we need is uh, the system to help them to get into that olympic level so i still don't see any help from the authorities uh, even mm-hmm. what ibun told me is that you're not getting the support i'm running 10.15 mm-hmm. seconds but what am i getting from our system so he was also a bit disappointed so uh, you know that's how the system works uh, i'm trying mm-hmm. to change it but it's not uh, easy yes yes surely i i i agree with you 100% about uh, about not having enough resources for Uh, young athletes to at least like step out uh, because we see that in foreign countries especially in the western world uh, this has the support that has been provided to athletes especially to study and also uh, pro- go up athletically is very much high but in our country that has been a limitation uh, that we are still uh, it's it's sad to see that we are still uh, fighting with that because uh, it was the same in your time and it's uh, i hope it's getting better but uh, that that's also once again it's up to the authorities okay uh, so going into the next question uh jan what do you uh, what do you think that the sri lankan athletes at, at, at least right now are lacking uh, apart from the, like uh, now this curriculum uh, to get trained for international events because we see 
a lot of the young people here right now they are doing phenomenally at the national level they are doing marvelous and uh, do you think that young people right, right now today uh, apart from being taking the support from the authorities do they have that same determination and the same attitude that maybe you had back in the day or has that changed significantly like the mindset uh yeah uh now uh, i'm a bit involved into administration so i speak to most of the athletes uh who are performing well uh what i see is uh, most of the uh, national athletes they don't get opportunities to go to international competitions and perform uh, as we spoke yupun is very lucky he he is based in italy so he's getting the international exposure and competitions but the athletes who are in sri lanka they don't get any competitions so they can't perform they only they they recently had the nationals that was also just one competition just believe uh, performing best or giving your 100% in just one competition it's very difficult so they are they are not offered with international uh, competitions so uh, i think they they should recognize this and uh, you know give them more competitions for them to fly uh, overseas and compete because there are a lot of competitions out there but uh, at least uh, i'm really uh, worried about them they are not getting getting these opportunities and when it comes to athletes perspective i always believe that the discipline fact that we spoke uh, quite while ago that should always be there uh, because uh, for you to become an international level athlete uh, you got to be disciplined uh, without the discipline it's very difficult we see that in uh, several sports uh, when uh, sportsmen are not disciplined they are facing problems so i think the the discipline also should rise up at the same time uh, rather than uh, you know giving them only competitions here in sri lanka they should be offered international competitions as well uh shehan do you believe maybe at the moment we have the talent we have the talent that could actually compete in the national games in the olympics and even win a gold medal at the olympics do you believe that we we are fostering that talent right now in the country yeah uh, i always uh, believe that uh, it should go step by step first uh, you should win the uh, south uh, first the nationals then the south asian games then the asian games then the uh, olympic and commonwealth games so it should go step by step but uh, since we have uh, olympic games quite uh, recently in another two months uh, we have recognized that there are uh, five to six athletes who are very close to get the qualification for olympics uh, especially uh, yupun uh, he's he's with close and then ushanti vanka he is also close and then there are another four to five athletes who are very close to get the qualification uh, as i said again all they need is international competitions if they get competitions they will be able to perform better and qualify for the uh, olympics but before winning uh, a medal in olympics i think uh, we should always focus in first participating a good team in olympics and then uh, in next four years we should convert it into a, a medal because uh, countries like india they plan 8 years uh, their 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 uh, youth team is planning for uh, the olympic games uh, which is going to held in another 8 years or 12 years that's how uh, countries like us china japan even india is uh, training but we plan uh, only before 6 months for the uh, olympic games only before 3 months uh, for the south asian games so without having a long term plan i think it's very difficult to win medals for our country mm-hmm. very true very true um, we we see that <clears throat> i think it's also probably because of the fact that there is no leadership that thinks long term uh, and missionary as well uh, in that uh, and also now shan how do you think this can change like how do you think internally at least like right now 
um, now I definitely like from a from a authoritative perspective a lot of things need to change uh, but at least if you're looking at uh, within within a year at least what do you think can change and what do you think should change yeah uh, i think uh, when it comes to the uh, administrative personalities most of them uh, who are in top they haven't done any sports so uh, let's say uh, you have studied hr but you have been put in uh, into the finance department so what can you do you don't know how to balance accounts or anything because you are an alien to that department so the same thing has happened uh, with the sports as well you have never done any sport but you're you're simply uh, controlling the sports so you are administrating the sports so i think uh, the top must be changed uh, people who have done the sport and who are qualified enough I, i'm talking that uh, the sportsmen who are qualified enough should uh, you know administrate the sports then things will be better because they know the pulse in sports uh, if you haven't done sports it's very difficult to feel that uh, pulse in in your heart for sports yes indeed uh, very interesting line of questioning we'll definitely come back to this but uh, for that now we're going to go into a very special segment with the rapid fire questions uh, and once we're done with that we're going to go back to talking more about sports and the olympics and everything i'm really excited about this conversation uh, so shehan how it will go is like i'll ask you uh, maybe a choice or a question and you can just quickly give me an answer all right uh, so who is your idol in international athletics uh, i would say uh, justin gatlin um, okay. he's now 38 years old and he's still running under 10 seconds so he's sort of uh, a legend in 100 meters yes, yes. were you by chance able to meet uh, any one of your idols Uh, yeah, I used to train with Usain Bolt uh, for two years in Jamaica. I was training with Usain Bolt and Johan Blake in Jamaica uh, in preparation for the 2012 uh, London Olympic Games. So I used to train with him. So it was a wonderful opportunity and experience for me that I had uh, in my athletic career. How is he in person? Uh, in person, he's a bit different. He, he's not <laughs> the same person you're uh, watching from the television. He's a bit different uh, in the track. He doesn't talk to anyone. and uh, he's totally different but he's very fast you know uh, yeah. you can only stay with him only for about 20 to 30 meters and then he flies <laughs> did you did you ever race with him yes uh, we used to train uh, train together uh, i then uh, have you heard of johan blake uh, yeah yeah. yeah so johan blake usain bolt so we were in the same club uh, we were training together so he's very fast to be honest he's very fast <laughs> wonderful wonderful uh so what was your most unforgettable incident on the ground on the track uh i think uh, winning uh, the commonwealth youth games because uh, i was in uh, like uh, i was the only asian to be in the finals of 100 meters so okay. there were a crowd around uh, 30000 people uh, i would say indians because that was held in india so all yeah. that 30000 was cheering me to sri wonderful. lanka so because of that only i was able to win uh, all three medals because of their uh, strength so wow. uh, that was the most unforgettable moment were your parents uh, there in india with you at that time uh, not really uh, because if the parents should go then we have to bear it uh, by yeah, ourselves yeah yeah to, 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 so, to. yeah i'm pretty sure they must have been really proud um, yeah. so if you could swim in any liquid what would it be and why uh, i would definitely uh, drown because I, i i i can't swim <laughs> <I'm really laughs> I tried several times, but uh, I can't swim uh, on any liquid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay, this is a very interesting question. Name a hidden talent of yours. 
Ah, I think maybe we've seen your talent. We've seen your talent on the track, so you would love to know what a hidden talent of yours is. Maybe singing. I don't know if I'm good at, but uh, oh, wonderful! Marking, they always ask me to sing, so I I usually sing. <laughs> would you would you sing for us, Shyam, if it's okay? Just a uh, one line or something. Uh, maybe the end end of the year conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we'll 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 definitely like put that up. Uh, okay. So, what is the one item you can you could not live without? I think maybe books because uh, I'm fond of reading, so uh, <laughs> maybe books. Yeah. What What was the last book you read? Uh, I usually read uh, things uh, related to marketing and branding. So oh. uh, the last last book also I uh, read uh, it was related to uh, branding. Wonderful, wonderful. Um. So, so when was the last time you were late for something and you still regret missing it? The fastest man. When was When was he late? I usually don't get late, uh, but when it comes to asking out from girls, I think I, I'm always late. So, <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm still single. Uh, even though I'm the fastest man, uh, I'm the former fastest man, I should say. Uh, I'm I'm really late in that. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, advice from the fastest man: never get too late to ask out a girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so, if you could be an international award winner of another sport, what would it be? uh maybe cricket because i love cricket and uh, i always try to play cricket so and i have a family background uh, some of my uh, you know relatives they have been in the national team also so uh, my parents also believe that i will uh, follow their path and uh, i will get into cricket but i was actually uh, into athletics so yeah uh, who's your favorite cricketer uh i i, I would say uh, sanat jaisuri Oh, wonderful! Have you met Sanat? Not really. I haven't met him. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. So that's it, uh, Shahan, with the rapid fire. Uh. And now I want to go back to uh the questions. Uh. So now after you won and after you came back from the the Commonwealth Games and uh, when you started to now you as you said you're working uh and you're studying marketing and you you did your MBA. So how has that life been transitioning out of sports? Maybe you're still involved in sports, but how has that been that part of your life? yeah um i think uh, uh now first i used to uh, focus only on the uh, studies but then sports came into my life and it became my life you know i was giving 100% on sports but when i joined with gate college uh, i got the opportunity to uh, late uh, sir rit alas uh, he what he always told me is that even if you uh, have won the gold medal in olympics if you are not uh, qualified uh, enough in uh, studies uh, you have you you'll you you will not have any work of your life so he mm-hmm. always pushed us uh, to balance both the sports and studies in some instances he made time tables for us uh, to balance sports and studies so thanks to him only uh, i thought okay uh, because he 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 made uh, me understand that uh, there comes a day uh, that uh, you feel like you're not good enough uh, running fast anymore because there I, i always believe that there is this expiration date in every product in every person we all live this world one day so likewise your talents they also fade away so uh, there comes a day that i uh, actually i felt it uh, my speed it, it it actually gets reduces and uh, you are no longer the fastest so yes i face that expiration day and then uh, i knew that uh, when you give up uh, from sports here in sri lanka you have nothing if you haven't studied or if you don't have any educational qualification Uh, you can't go to the corporate world and uh, 
you know, uh, work work in a good work mm -hmm. and have a good professional professional career. So because of that, uh, while I was into sports uh, in the later part of my career, I was focusing on the studies as well. Uh, so I was able to balance uh, both the studies and sports. Uh, by like before three years in giving up sports, uh, I finished my MBA and joined with uh, 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 the corporates. And uh, today uh, I'm working and uh, also into uh, sports administration. So the message that I want to tell everyone is that always believe, always know that uh, there comes an expiration day uh, for everything, for everything uh, in in life. Uh, that there is this expiration day. Yes, yes. Uh, I like I've heard about this. Like uh, I have heard about this, especially like basketball players talking about their peak, uh, that they hit the peak at one particular point, and after that. Uh, when you realize that gradually you are getting away from your peak and when you make the decision to switch uh, into something else, that that is a very smart thing as well. Um, so I, I want to know, like, do you still work out sometimes? Do you still run around and <laughs> do a bit of it? Uh, I have become lazy again. <laughs> <laughs> I always try to go to a uh, you know, gym and uh, make sure that uh, I'm in good health because I used to train two times a day and all of a sudden I stopped everything. But uh, now I... I'm going to a gym, but because of the situation, I'm just working out at home, uh, doing few squats, doing few uh, push-ups, and you know, uh, running around the house and uh, making sure that I'm in uh, good health. So yeah. um, I think everyone should uh, work out at least five minutes a day uh, to stay healthy. Definitely, I think that that is very important, especially right now when everyone is just confined to their homes and with the situation that's happening with the pandemic and everything. Just it's very important to work out at home and feel very healthy um, so i just a very interesting question that just came into my, into my mind like after you finished uh, uh, your career in a a athletics did you gain weight or did you like uh, did you stay the same did you gain uh, weight or i lost weight <laughs> oh yeah i lost I... weight uh, so now i'm trying to gain weight again uh, okay it comes to 100 meters you have to maintain your weight uh, then only you can perform better so once i gave up uh, from athletics, I lost weight and uh, I lost my muscles and oh. uh, I lost my speed and everything. So I'm just trying <laughs> to get back again. So do you st still stay in uh, touch with your coaches or and uh, like uh, with uh, your your training staff at least? Yes, uh, I talk to them and I talk to athletes because I'm sort of into uh, sports administration. Yes, so yes, I yes. Do, yes, attached with uh, everyone still. Now, when you talked about administration, um, that's the next question. So now at the moment, you're engaged with the National Olympics Committee and uh, you're a member of the High Performance Committee at the Ministry of Sports as well. Um, so how is your role like in these positions? And uh, how are you like internally? Like, now, I think one thing you told about was that we don't have sports people leading these administrative roles. And now you actually are in one of those roles as well. So how has your role been internally with that at the moment? Yeah, I would say that uh, I'm in the uh, lowest uh, level of uh, uh, tiers of administration right now. So uh, there's not much influence that I can uh, make. But then again, mm -hmm. I'm always fighting for, for my athletes uh, because I know what uh, was lack in uh, lack throughout my career. Uh, so uh, I, I actually uh, uh, work with the National Olympic Committee and we designed uh, this new program called uh, Chris Bro Next Champ, where mm -hmm. you identify... Uh, top uh, youth athletes, under 18 athletes here in Sri Lanka. Uh, we help them financially. Uh, we simply help their coaches and uh, we give them international competitions. We take care of them. So we sort of uh, designed a new program 
to identify future Olympians. So that program is uh, sort of, uh, you know, conducting really well with the NOC uh, these days. We mm -hmm. selected top 20 athletes uh, here in Sri Lanka from uh, different sports. So uh, with NOC, I'm handling that project. And uh, with the sports ministry, I'm in the high performance committee. Uh, uh, in the tier one, uh, simply they're working with the top uh, five sports here in Sri Lanka, uh, but I'm in the tier two. So I'm dealing with the rest of the sports. Uh, but then again, I'm not that happy with uh, what's happening with the sports ministry, to be honest. Um, I tried to do a few changes, but uh, I think that's not the place for you to, you know, uh, do things. And uh, I don't see a, a, a good plan uh, or a long-term plan uh, for the improvement of uh, sports. Uh, so about the program that you're involved with, like how, how, like how did you at least, like how was the start? I, I'm pretty sure like make, making that change and implementing a new program was very difficult in the current state of things. So how was that like? I mean, uh, bringing that vision into a reality. Yeah, um, actually the uh, Olympic Committee, they found the sponsor. Then uh, they asked me because I was talking about this needs to be done for the athletes. Then they spoke to me, okay give us a program. Then I wrote a proposal and gave them, this needs to be done for the athletes and we should recognize uh, athletes uh, prior, prior to five to six years. And that's how we designed that program. Uh, so that actually took some time and I'm still new to sports administration. Uh, it's a new area for me, but I'm learning every day because of what mm -hmm. I always believe is that uh, when you're presented with, with an opportunity, just grab it and then learn out of it. So I'm still in the uh, state, of, state of learning. And I believe that I have a long way to go, uh, a, a lot of things to learn. So step by step, uh, gradually, I'm hoping to do a few differences in uh, sports. Mm. So, uh, okay, interesting question. Since we're all working from home, how has working from home been for you these days? Like, I think you're at home mostly. So how has that? Yeah, it's uh, quite uh, boring uh, because <laughs> I'm into uh, uh, sales and marketing. Uh, I'm attached with uh, TV Dharana. Uh, so I'm into sales and uh, marketing. So we have to work from home, but we usually, uh, we were not at office uh, every day. Like uh, we used to, you know, go and meet, uh, meet new clients and, you know, uh, find new clients and sort of, it was a different uh, platform. So now we have to stay at home and it's very difficult uh, to work from home. John, do you stay connected with the sports world, like with your uh, at least the fellow uh, people that you ran with from the other countries. Uh, do, you, do you like have any friends, like lifelong friends that you have with the other countries, people who are running with you probably? Yeah, I have a lot of friends uh, from uh, a lot of countries and uh, I still talk to them. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I get their guidance also uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, designing some uh, proposals and, you know, uh, when it comes to taking decisions in administration, because some of them are already in the administration of their countries. So it's very easy to work when you have friends from all, uh, all around the world. So I think, uh, you know, uh, life is all about making contacts or connections, because when you uh, sometimes need a help, you have someone uh, in your hands. So that is how I always believe. Now, even if you go to do a degree or uh, uh, an MBA, when you, when you attach to a university, make uh, a lot of contacts, connections, Let's say there are uh, 300 uh, students in your batch. Try to, you know, uh, 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 talk to them and, uh, you know, be more socialized uh, with them. Then you have 300 contacts in your hand. When you want to do something, you obviously have someone uh, to talk. And uh, it's very easy to work in the corporate world. There's this famous quote also, your network is your net worth. 
uh, and I think for, for I mean for you having those connections, and you told you were training with Bolt and uh, Blake and that that I mean just one of my like when I always look at Bolt's interviews and when I look at the way he talks, one of my interests is always to see him and just uh-huh. like look at the kind of personality. So it's wonderful and. Uh, that you got to be with them, in and future, you know, uh, we might be able to bring him uh, to Sri Lanka. Uh, Wonderful. Yes, uh, I have a plan. So let's say in future. We wow! Might superb, be- superb. I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be there somewhere. Just looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Um, so now, um, as you said, a lazy student turned professional athlete, uh, now excelling in uh, the corporate world as well. What do you see? What is next for Shehana Bipitiya? Where do you go after this? Yeah, uh, like I said, um, that expiration date, uh, I was able to uh, identify it, uh, uh, you know, a few years before. I was being proactive than being reactive. So uh, because of that, uh, I was prepared uh, before, uh, the, uh, before retiring from the athletics. So I was into corporate work. As I, as I said, uh, what you learn through your degree or your MBA, it's very different when you go out uh, to the field and uh, in the corporate world, because you have to deal with people, it's very different, uh, rather than, you know, uh, you can't apply theory in the, in the, in the corporate world. So yes. I was ready for it. And uh, another message that I want to tell everyone is that always try different things. Even though I'm into uh, uh, um, uh, corporate world, I wanted to become an entrepreneur. So I thought, okay, what can I do? Because maybe my passion lies somewhere else. I want to build a brand. So I thought, what can I do? Then uh, I came up with this product, uh, which is uh, Sri Lanka's first uh, natural natural energy ring. This is called Hera Wonderful. Energy. You can get it uh, from Spar, then uh, Softlogic Bluemark, uh, and then uh, uh, very recently you see it in Abiko as well. So I thought of you know uh, becoming an entrepreneur. I'm trying so many things. Uh, sometimes I fail. But I never give up. I always try another thing because I think uh, it, it should always be try and uh, you know try and fail. Then you'll discover different talents in you. So uh, as I start uh, started my speech, always try new things. Uh, you you'll end up uh, discovering a different talent in you. So try uh, the energy ring. This is actually Sri Lanka's first ever 100% natural energy ring. So uh, this has more energy than any artificial drink in uh, Sri Lanka. This is actually a uh, made with uh, king coconut water. Uh, this is also actually has a different story. When I was in Jamaica, uh, Usain Bolt uh, used to be the uh, brand ambassador of uh, one of the leading energy drinks. But uh, every day when we uh, finish our training, uh, he goes out and he doesn't uh, drink that energy drink. He always drink, uh, we call, uh, he, they, they have a kurumba and they call it jelly. So they always have uh, jelly after their training session, not this uh, artificial, uh, you know, uh, energy drinks or anything. So I thought, why I can't make an energy drink out of king coconut water? Uh, then only uh, this product uh, came out. So uh, let's hope uh, what lies in future. Wonderful. I, I know what I'm doing next. I'm going to go to the nearest uh, uh, spa and I'm going to go and <laughs> get myself a hell energy. No, I, I mean, that's, that's truly incredible because uh, we what we realize about a lot of people is once they hit their peak, and I think this is not just a sports thing. This is a thing about entrepreneurs. When you hit your peak, you need to understand what's the next thing you have to go into. And for you to come out of this and start your own business and right now 
this is the real life examples that we want to look up to people who are constantly trying to innovate and trying to and i and i truly i'm wishing you all the very best and once again ladies and gentlemen hella energy you know where to get it uh, it is going to be a wonderful drink and i i want to know a bit about that as well how did how did that start like do you handle production and manufacturing or how does that work yeah because uh, after i uh, saw that uh, from usain bolt was fastest man having uh, kurumba after his training session i really wanted to work on this so i came back to sri lanka i was looking for people who bottle king coconut water so at that time there were uh, not much of uh, people then i met this uh, person uh, who is a very small scale uh, uh, producer and he used to uh, uh, bottle uh, king coconut water without adding any preservatives colors or anything you know he just uh, bottle king coconut water as it is and then he uh, exported to several countries so i went uh, into a joint venture with him so uh, it's sort of a partnership and then only uh, we are expanding uh, uh, slowly and now we export into seven countries uh, our king coconut water bottle, bottle product and then also uh, hella energy is also exporting to new zealand uk and canada so uh, recently it will go to uh, most probably next month it will go to australia as well so uh, we are just expanding it so what i always want to tell everyone is discover new things uh, you might uh, discover different talents in you so always try to do something new Yes, what indeed wonderful. Uh, Shahan, are you engaged in many other brands, or are you like apart from uh, Hella Energy and your work? Are you like working on another more projects that we would like uh, love to know? Yeah, uh, I'm actually doing uh, several products. Uh, I'm doing another snack as well. So uh, I, uh, my dream is to become an entrepreneur one day. Uh, rather than um, I'm learning a lot from the corporate world as well. Uh, that's actually paving me the uh, path. Uh, I learned theory through uh, MBA and uh, a bachelor degree, so I was not uh, just uh, getting that certificate, but also the knowledge. As soon as I finished uh, the MBA, only I thought, okay, now I got to start something. I got to start something because in MBA also it says that become an entrepreneur, do something. So that actually uh, uh, drove me uh, to this uh, uh, point. so uh, try something and uh, definitely you will be able to discover something new and also try to do something new rather than trying to copy someone else uh, because you don't want to be the second entrant uh, into a market if you're the first entrant in a market then it's easy for you to uh, play yes yes truly creating your unique value and leveraging on that so wonderful i think for the listeners today they have got a, a wonderful podcast coming up so uh, i i think the marketing team needs to work on this after it's going to be uh, i am really excited just listening to you and you sharing the kind of things you're doing it's wonderful because you're not like letting your you're not just relying on your peak but you're creating more peaks in your professional life as well truly incredible um, so shyam with that i've re- i have had a one i've had a wonderful discussion with you today like just talking and sharing you know, the wonderful things that you're doing so with that i want you to like uh, because you are a sports icon you are a, an influential person in the in this generation and even because today i was talking to my father i was telling him okay i'm uh, i'm uh, having an interview with uh, shahan abhi he was like oh shahan abhi bhi here and uh, so even like uh, people our parents uh, and that generation has also revered you so much for the kind of acclaim and the great things you have done for the motherland uh, so what would be your final message to young people listening uh, to this uh because i want to conclude this podcast and i want to give you the attention right now to to give uh, share with us some words of empowerment for young people right now yeah uh, what i want to tell everyone is that uh, your life is a story and you're writing it 
So, and uh, there are different chapters in your, your story, you know. Uh, my first chapter was uh, running fast and, you know, becoming the fastest or whatever. And then there came the expiration date. I had to give up on athletics and start writing the second chapter of life. So I believe this is my second chapter. I'm into corporate world and I'm also trying different new things, you know. Um, so uh, what I want to tell everyone is that write your story in a different, different way where people remember you uh, once you finish your book. Uh, keep a legacy uh, where people talk about you and uh, get the maximum use of every si uh, single second and millisecond because I have been fighting with seconds and milliseconds. So get the use of every single second and minute and do what you have to do today and uh, you'll definitely win your life. And I wish all the very best to everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, uh, you were a wonderful host. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, I would like to uh, thank Teshani as well for inviting me. So thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Uh purpose feels passion if there's like if there's anything i'm going to take back from this it's going to be what shehan said he worked so many years of his life just to run those 10 seconds and sometimes it's it's all about that it's all about making sure that uh, in the more in those very few moments you put a lot of hard work and effort to achieving what you need to do in that specific moment and if you're if you are connected if you if your goals if whatever you want to achieve in life is is projected towards something great you will find